Do you shop on Amazon.com? Of course you do. You can now support the Midwest Podcast Network while doing so. Go to Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com and a very small percentage of your purchase will go towards making our network and its content even better. That's Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com. Bookmark it today. Welcome to the Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. I'm Alex. I'm Tim. I'm Willie. Today, we're going to do a trailer ticker. We've got some listener feedback as well. And then uh, we're going to talk about Prince's Under the Cherry Moon, mm-hmm. his directorial debut. He deserves that Prince's. Oh, yeah. Uh, but before we get to all that feedback, I'm MidwestFilmNerds.com. It's where you can write to, uh, write to us, let us know what you think of the show, the things that we talk about. We are at MFN Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. We're also on Vine, Facebook, and all that good stuff. Just search for Midwest Film Nerds. Amazon.MidwestFilmNerds.com is where you can shop on Amazon and have part of the money that you spend come back to us. And you can also go to MidwestGameNerds.com and go to the support store if you want to order a Midwest Film Nerds or Game Nerds hoodie, t-shirt, or drink cozy. Or you can also donate to the network there as well. Uh, Frame Friday this week, if you follow us on Facebook and uh, on Instagram, was actually Frame Sunday because I forgot to post it on Friday. But it was Purple Rain, of course, and uh, the winner would, of course, be David Steele, but runner-up was was Robin. So thank you guys for playing along. Uh, As always, if you see the Frame Friday and you're the first person to name the movie, we'll uh, give you a shout-out on the show. Um... So feedback at MidwestFilmNerds.com is where Tom wrote into with another email. He said, hey, guys, I was scrolling through the YouTube. Through the YouTube. I put the the there. I was scrolling <laughs> through YouTube and noticed a trailer that caught my eye. It's for The Infiltrator. It stars Brian Cranston as an undercover cop along with John Leguizamo as his buddy cop and Benjamin Bratt as the villain. Seems like a perfect MFN movie to review. Let me know what you think. We'll get to that in a little bit when we do our trailer ticker. Uh, he said, as far as my favorite Johnny Legs films go, the first one that pops into mind <laughs> is the remake of Assault on Precinct 13. Oh, I found I that it very one. enjoyable. Like Judge it. me if you must. Uh, however, John Wick is up there without a doubt. Uh, here's the quick list. Die Hard 2. I don't remember Johnny Legs being in Die Hard 2. I believe him. I can't remember It's Johnny possible, Legs. but I don't remember is, that. Is he one of the bad guys? One of the Stooges? He might be. I don't know. We'll do some some research. <laughs> Romeo plus Juliet, or I think he plays Tybalt, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, a very cool performance, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, Titan A.E. I've never it's, seen Titan A.E. It's a Joss Whedon written animated oh, movie. Oh, I've seen Titan A.E. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Is it worth checking out? I think so. I mean, I think it's fun. It's okay. it's not like blow your mind or anything like that, but it's got, I think Matt Damon plays Cade, the the guy there's there's a really good voice cast for that movie mm-hmm. john leguizamo plays burke in die hard 2 man it's been a while since i watched die hard 2 then yeah i, I was gonna say I i'm not sure which character that was but yeah that's cool uh he said the first couple of ice age movies i've never seen one i've seen the first couple they're, they're fun they're fun they're they're not um they're not up there with like the disney and pixar stuff yeah. quite that level but i'd say they're like on par with like a shrek yeah yeah um, Miracle on St. Anna, at St. Anna. Oh, the Spike Lee movie. The one that he gave Clint Eastwood hell for, kind of, sort of. It was like a response to Clint yeah. Eastwood. Yeah. Uh, haven't seen that one either. No. It's good, it's long. Um, he puts The Happening on here as well. Oh, wow. <laughs> good. Is this an order? 
I don't or think it's an order. It's just like. a it's just a throw together list. Because yeah, that should be. Uh, chef. Chef. And then American Ultra is also on there. We never we mm-hmm. didn't we didn't watch that one. Uh, and then finally, he says, "Also, I thought you were a little too harsh on Ed Burns." <laughs> <laughs> I was a little too harsh on Ed Burns, so I won't drag anybody else into that. Uh, you don't hear about the movies he's directed, probably because most of them are under ten thousand dollars. Are made under ten thousand. Most of them are made under ten thousand dollars. I don't know if that's budget or box office or both. Uh, could be both. Could be know. both. Uh, he does very independent movies that deal with real people relationships. And he puts in parentheses, Alex movies. And he says, <laughs> yep. I think you, parentheses, Alex, would enjoy some of them. The Brothers McMullen, Nice Guy Johnny, and Newlyweds. I've never seen any of those movies. Uh, Ash Wednesday's cool, too. Okay. Yeah, and then Groomsman, like I said. He yeah, does, Grooms, he's been doing, he's Grooms been directing like, these really like super low-budget like dramas for a while now. Like, all right, Burns, yeah. what are you doing? Purple Violets? Making I think movies for him, I guess. Yeah, why not? Go for it, man. Uh, and then he said, just thought I'd spread some movie love with you guys. Keep doing what you're doing. Tom. Thank I you, like Tom. that feedback. I like that a lot. I like Tom. It was pretty good. He's yeah. a good, good feedback guy. But we, if you guys want to write some feedback, feedback com. Johnny Lakes, real quick. I just want to throw a couple out there. Uh, Land of the Dead. Wonderful. Yeah, I like Land Land of the, I, I saw Land of the Dead in theaters. Okay, for Johnny Lakes? Yep. Okay, <laughs> That's good. Awesome. I was going to say, have you seen any other Romero movies? No. That's was, a bummer. <laughs> well, no, I have. Well, no, maybe not. Night of the Living Dead? I've seen Night of the Living Dead, but I feel like most of the time it was like when they would play it on Halloween with all the stupid like sound effects and things sure. that they would add to it. Yeah. Um, like, have you ever seen the In Color 3D version? Mm-hmm. Of- <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. I, 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 um, I, it's not good. <laughs> I think John wanted to see Land of the Dead, and I was like, John Leguizamo's in that movie. I should go too. Okay. And that's kind of how that happened. It's, it's a nice because it's a Super Mario Brothers reunion. Mm-hmm. Him and Dennis Hopper get to, get to ham it up together again. Beautiful. Um, and then uh, the other one I was going to say was um, Spawn, which we've mentioned before on here recently. I've never seen Spawn. He plays Clown. Yeah. And it's wonderful. <laughs> can, I throw, can I throw it out of there? Of course. That did not Spawn. Yeah. Psychopath. <laughs> He's hilarious in Spawn. Yeah. yeah I mean, He's funny in Spawn. I, boy. I worked with this guy. <laughs> and he, we, and the Is kid, this me that you're talking about right now? You <laughs> <laughs> would play two DVDs. I used to sell computers like at an at ABC warehouse, like a wholesale. It was Finding Nemo. Oh, yeah. yeah. Finding Nemo was in the back. That was in the home audio room. Oh, Because okay. that was y'all. But no, on the computers, because he would sit back and watch them. Every night I worked with him, it would either be Spawn or Carrot Top Live in Las Vegas. Oh, boy. <laughs> what a selection. So wow. I just get, anytime I hear, like, I get flashbacks. To <laughs> I feel John like Spawn on. isn't a movie that you should be playing in a... In a- it was in a public. It setting. was the Wild West at ABC Warehouse. Like, I worked yeah. with a guy who would sell a pornography and <laughs> knives out of the back of his car <laughs> in Whoa. the parking lot of the place he worked at. All right. Um, was this in Northern Michigan? This was in beautiful Gaylord. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what was it? Tu Wong Fu. Yeah. Oh right God! Out. I've never yeah. seen Tu Wong Fu. Oh my God! Oh, and every time I tell people how big of a John Leguizamo fan I am, they're like, "Why have you not seen Tu Wong Fu?" Alex. I I gotta get on it's it. wonderful. To be honest, I might only own like two Johnny Le- John Leguizamo movies, and it's probably Titan A.E. in the past. I think you like the work of seeking them out when you need to when you want to watch one. You like, yeah, you like the you like the adventure of finding, <laughs> yeah. of discovering the thrill of the hunt. The thrill of the hunt. Yeah, yeah, I much like, like the past. I like Spawn's cape. 
in Spawn. It's so cool. Yeah. It just, so that movie's not good. I'm not. No, no. I don't. Yeah. But it came out, and it came out the same time as the Spawn HBO series, which was so sweet. It was super dark. <laughs> yeah. Kind of gross. It was a Spawn it was very, HBO series? Yeah. It was a, an animated series on HBO. Do you remember the Max on MTV? Mm-hmm. The Max was cool. Max was sweet, too. Liquid Television. Heck yeah. <laughs> you can't find that stuff online. Liquid Television, I've looked. Because they had some cool stuff, because Anaflex was kind of cool. They didn't put a lot of that stuff on DVD either, I don't think. Not that I'm aware of. I mean, maybe, I don't know. If a listener knows, go ahead and let us know. <laughs> or I could look it up. But All right. Well, on to our trailer ticker. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a lot of trailers to talk about, the most recent of which would be, I think, the final X-Men Apocalypse trailer. What did you guys think of that one? I'm going to go see it. Best trailer so far, I thought. Yeah? Yeah, I thought it was. there was a joke in it. Um, is there any color yet there's or a, still I, no color no Psylocke. it's a little more colorful yeah Psylocke was some cool. the part with Psylocke was pretty cool in it. Um, that's good. there's a there's a mutant fight club going on I yeah. won't say any more about that it looks pretty dumb yeah um, <laughs> yeah that's a callback though yeah it sure is um, <laughs> you're gonna lose something else that's right yeah uh, He's not as Australian as he is in that part <laughs> X-Men 1 it's breaking through <laughs> there are a couple parts the, the part where right before they crash to an X-Men 1, like he sounds flat out like Vinnie Jones. Or <laughs> Mel Gibson. He's the crocodile hunter. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, I'm going to see it. I mean, I, there's there's nothing about it that super wowed me. Um, Apocalypse looks kind of neat. A lot of screaming in this trailer. A lot of uh, a lot of characters sit around and bellowing at this guy going. <laughs> it's weird. I feel like there's no money shots. Like, there's no, like, is there, like, I'm sorry, but, like, the Sydney Opera House falling apart, like, that's, like, at this point, that's just standard fare. Like, you gotta give me something kind of neat, right? Right, right. I didn't see a lot of, like, of, I didn't see, like, any cool action beats that made me go, wow, this thing's gonna be well choreographed, or... But he but his movies never are. Yeah, I know, but I'm just yeah. saying, like, I feel like, like, it doesn't, that's why it, I'm, I'm not, I want to make sure people realize I'm not shitting on this, because it's a Fox X-Men movie. I liked the last couple. I, I'm kind of... And I'm not shitting on it. I just I'm not as this isn't as appealing to me as like some of the other comic book trailers I've seen. I was kind of ready for. I'm I liked this trailer. And I'm kind of ready for him to move away from the X Men and let someone else. Um, <laughs> that I would rather see direct. Them. Brian Singer directing New Mutants. Yeah, that's fine. Um, <laughs> he can direct. I don't know what would he be. Oh God, Brian Singer is like perfect for like uh, Excalibur. <laughs> <laughs> Something really stoic. No, I want mind. I want like Neil Marshall to do Excalibur. Oh, that would be sweet. Be awesome. I was trying to just think of like what's what's the most boring... what's like a B team? Yeah, what's like the most like dull X Men book? Oh, I was gonna say one, and then I knew I'd upset you. So don't say Generation it. X. I, yeah. He could not. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. He would be do it. Um, what like, about like X Factor, but not like the cool like the, detective agency X Factor, like, like that first like one, strong guy. Yeah. 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 yeah, like and they're like a government team still yeah. in the nineties too, aren't they? Richter, <laughs> who makes earthquakes. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> That's pretty good. I was thinking more Excalibur that second Chris Claremont run. Oh, <laughs> oh my God! Have him direct Chuck Austin X. Chuck Austin's X Men. Yeah, please. This is getting really. This is deep cuts now. <laughs> Let's move on. All right. <laughs> Next up on the trailer ticker, we've got uh, a movie whose lineage is important to us, as it was. Well, the, fir- the first film that we officially reviewed. <laughs> uh, I'm speaking of The Bourne Legacy. Yeah. The trailer for Jason Bourne has come out. What would you guys think of this one? I don't, I don't know. 
I, I've only seen the Born Legacy. I have no context for this. <laughs> That's so funny to me. Isn't it weird? Like, <laughs> is that weird that I haven't seen any of the Bourne movies except no. for like the it, weird it's one? It's only weird that you've seen the. the it's, yeah, the weirdest part about it is that you've seen the worst Jeremy of the Renner four. One. Yeah, yeah. Are they good? I am a big Paul Bluegrass fan. Like, I love Paul Greengrass. I, I used to love those movies. Which one did he direct? He directed two, two and, and three. three. So Lyman did the Lyman first did one. one. Yep. Um. Yeah. I. I. Yeah. I. I'm tired of the shaky cam, mm-hmm. and there's less of it in this trailer, I think. I didn't notice it as much. I'm tired of the shaky cam, though, when it's not done by him. I still think he's good at it. I'm um, even I'm even tired of it from him. Okay. Like, I, those movies don't age well to me because of their shaky I guess cam. I, yeah, I guess, I, I guess they were kind of one and done for me. I remember, yeah. I remember watching those leading up to The Bourne Legacy, and I was like, Oh man! In a post haywire world, in a post haywire world, this is no good. Fair enough. I thought this trailer was awesome, so I'm excited for it. Yeah, I Damn thought it was awesome. I didn't Damn watch looks it, cool. So. I wouldn't watch it because I think it gives away some really cool action beats. Okay. And he seems to have pulled the camera back for a lot of it. So. Good. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. Thanks for hearing my concerns. Um, next up. We've got uh, the aforementioned The Infiltrator, recommended by Tom. Uh, this is the movie with Brian Cranston uh, t- taking part in one of the biggest bug dress, bug, bug dress, drug busts in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. That's okay. I've lost my ability to talk. Apparently, uh, this also stars Johnny Legs. What did you guys think of the trailer? I, I look good. Yeah, yeah, looks good. <laughs> No, it, looks good. it was by Good Films. It said it at the bottom. So. <laughs> yeah, it, sold. I, I did watch this one uh, just because it's it's not to me. It's not one of those big action tent poles that has money shots that could be ruined. And uh, it looks fun. I like Brian Cranston. I like Johnny Legs. It'll be fun to see what their chemistry is like. I feel like was Kim Dickens in that trailer? Maybe did I see Kim Dickens and Amy Ryan. If it was Kim this, Dickens in the same movie, the both same yeah, both. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I, I want to say that I hope that Brian Cranston's the next great actor to to like change up his hair and face his hair and his his mustache in every in every film role. Yeah. So like we never know what he's going to come out with next. You know, like, I, like he's got his some his mustache. <laughs> he's got some great facial hair and he has a great head of hair and he works well without the hair too. Yeah, I'm hoping he's so, like the next Javier Bardem where he's great. like where we never know what he's going to bust out we for his next role. Sweet like Euro pop hair that he that. <laughs> Yeah, I would love it. Um, we should rank like we should one time. Javier Bardem's hair. Just rank like bring in our favorite Javier Bardem hairs. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should. That sounds like a good idea. <laughs> That'll be the next visual presentation by the Midwest. He's got Mates. some of the great hair in Hollywood. It's true. Yeah. Uh, but now I think this is it's cool because it's weird to see Brian Cranston heading up what's almost an action movie. You know, like a thriller, action thriller. Especially something coming out like I think it's coming out summerish, mm-hmm. so that's kind of you know. Yeah, no, I, it, I honestly the trailer reminded me a little bit of like um like Blow or um Donnie Brasco that kind of that kind of vibe. I like those things. I like those kinds of movies. Um, I usually don't wind up seeing them in theaters. I will see it for this yeah. for the for the podcast. Um, but I usually wind up catching them later on on like you know I rent them and I, I wind up sitting there and just getting absorbed in you know however long two and a half three hours of like crime epic and so yeah. I'm, I never I rarely am disappointed by a movie like this so yeah. it yeah looks cool cool yeah. all right 
next up, we got the next big Marvel movie, Doctor Strange. That's out this November, right? Oh, it's from. I'm sorry, sorry. The Infiltrator's from the dude that did uh, the Lincoln Lawyer. Oh, so, oh, I like the Lincoln Lawyer. Where's the sequel to that? That was supposed to happen, right? It was uh, Magic Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, Channing Tatum. <laughs> oh, is it his birthday? It's his birthday today. Happy birthday, Channing Tatum. Yeah, he shares a birthday with uh, Jason X. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Jason X. It's Alien Day all over mm-hmm. Twitter. Everybody's celebrating the alien. Yeah. Um, but it's not. The, Jason X was released 14 years ago. The, a the movie real. that shamelessly rips off Alien. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, I didn't see Alien having any kind of liquid nitrogen death, no. so... No. no. Outdone. It wasn't bold enough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, Doctor Strange. Oh, yeah. What did you guys think of Doctor Strange? I feel like you've given the same facial expressions at the start of all these trailers. <laughs> it's a shrug. <laughs> um, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a cool teaser. It's, it's very much a teaser. I... I'm not any more or less excited than I was to begin with. Some of the visual stuff is cool. I think it's a nice little hint at some of the stuff, the weird magic-y shit that we're going to see in the movie. The last shot of, of what happens. Oh, shit. <laughs> the last shot of the trailer is really cool. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I'm excited for it. Uh, but I, I'm excited to see more of like a full-on, a, a clearer picture of what the movie is going to be. Tim, I recall you weren't that impressed with it. Yeah, not sold. Um, It looks like a Scott Derrickson movie, I think is what you said. (laughs) Scott Derrickson, who... No, I like. He seems like a nice guy, and um, but like I haven't liked any of his movies. He did like Sino. Is it no? uh, Delivers from Evil, the Mm -hmm. Eric Bana movie that just came out. Two Sinisters and Exorcism of Emily Rose. Exorcism of Emily Rose. Yep. I don't like any of those, and. This looks like a, a lot of it looks like a mid-budget horror movie to me, and that's not exciting. Um, especially with Doctor Strange, where you can get weird. I just, I should say, I, I don't, I don't like the first Thor very much, and I was kind of let down by how earthbound the first Thor was. I wanted all the wacky Thor things, yeah. And I kind of hope it's just a trailer though, so I, I'm just hoping we're not going down that path again, where like. Because, like, Thor is just... You want to spend time in the weird. In the weird. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. So, um, and I think I think they know that. And I think Marvel is... Marvel's in a different place now than they were with the first Thor, too. I should yeah. say that, so... And it, it might be something that they don't want to necessarily throw out in the trailer because they don't want to, like, show people that... Right. You know, they, they want to bring as many mainstream people in as they can. And the drabness could work if they're if it's up against the kind of wacky otherworldly stuff yeah and it, that it's more colorful and yeah. like a wizard of oz effect yeah yeah all righty uh next up anton fuqua's the magnificent <laughs> yeah. seven yeah. antoine fuqua the fuqua this is the first trailer the you guys are excited about <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a ton of fun. This it, is it looks like a lot of this fun. This is dad movie to the max. <laughs> a remake of the Magnificent Seven starring Denzel Washington mm-hmm. and even Chris Pratt, who is like like I I assume like it's like like a dad's he's like like a dad would be like, oh, that's my son. Chris yeah. Pratt look at yeah. that Chris Pratt there. <laughs> <laughs> he makes all of us all of us feel ashamed. Yeah, yeah, yeah we've let our fathers down. <laughs> because we're we're less we're not enough like Chris Pratt. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, we got Ethan Hawke. We got uh, v- Vincent D'Onofrio. Ethan Hawke looks awesome. Yep. Ethan Hawke's in it. Yeah, yeah. Vinny D'Onofrio. Uh, oh, Hun- this is... Oh, Byung-Hun Lee. 
Young Kung Lee. Yeah. <laughs> As a ninja in the Old West, which is pretty cool. That it, yeah, yeah. I forgot Ethan Hawke was in uh, Training Day, the Fuqua mm. Denzel movie. Mm-hmm. Denzel sideburns. I have to make mention of those because they're they're all, beautiful. They're amazing. There's this. a lot of gun shooting in this trailer. It's just guns and guns and guns. Yeah. It's a western. Yeah, but yeah. And, and I'm not complaining. It's a western and an Anton Fuqua movie. So. <laughs> There's got to be guns everywhere. Yeah. I think it's cool there's a Native American in the Magnificent Seven. Mm-hmm. I don't believe there was in the original. No. And he looks awesome. <laughs> <laughs> he looks so cool. He's, he, like, he's already my favorite. I don't know. <laughs> like, he's shooting at you like explosive arrows at people. I'm like, this is so Beautiful. sweet. I'm really excited for this. I actually, Honestly, I don't think I've, dis- I've, I've disliked a Antoine Fuqua movie. Like, like, fully on, like fully disliked. I think I was kind of bored during King Arthur. I love that movie. Do you love it? Okay. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Except for Clive Owen, which I know is really silly to say the main guy is a problem for me, but I like the movie. <laughs> but I just, I, I don't, oh, yeah. I don't I really give it. a shit about King Arthur that much. Like, yeah. I like the side characters more, so. Yeah. And Fuqua brings it up a notch. He does. Oh, There's some good action in that movie. Yeah. I'll say that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, if you've learned anything so far, it's, you know, those other movies, whatever. But Magnificent Seven, directed by Anton Fuqua. <laughs> we give our seal of approval. Call me crazy, but sometimes I like my summer movies to be like fun and bombastic. You know what I mean? No, I mean that's that's a total yeah. that's a total thing. So, uh, I did like Gods of Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, the BFG. Oh, we've got one more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What'd you think? I really liked it. You're super uh, excited for this movie. I the love place. the BFG. I love Roald Dahl when I was a kid. Um, and the BFG was my favorite book. I don't remember much of it, so I can't yeah. tell you what's faithful and what's not. But um, I will always go see a Steven Spielberg movie. Bridge of Spies actually has grown in my head the more I think about it. And um, Mark Rylance, who came in and stole an Oscar this year. <laughs> still seems like a very nice guy <laughs> and a fine actor so um but he does need to comb his hair frank stallone is right um, <laughs> um i the effect uh, yeah i mean i don't know this looks this look, i'm gonna see it. it's written by the woman who wrote et and indian covered so they've yeah. had collaborations in the past so really any it. thoughts it looks very et yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. i mean i think that's kind of what it's trying to evoke the trailers I don't know the book or the story. Um, I I do like Roald Dahl, but I I never I didn't know about the story somehow. Uh, I was a James and the Giant Peach guy. That was my mm. that was my book of choice, I guess, when I was a kid. So, um, no, I'm looking forward to it. I like I I like what I see so far. Looks really could be really sweet and kind of kind of um, more of a throwback to the Amblin stuff than what like JJ has tried to do a couple times. I mean, no offense to JJ, but you know, yeah. All right, and then finally, oh, we get, uh, yeah, one more, <laughs> one more, uh, Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Oh yeah, yep, looks sweet. It, uh, I'm looking forward to it. Donnie Yen, isn't it? Which is awesome. That's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I just, I'm such a wet blanket when it comes to Star Wars <laughs> anymore. I mean, it's been said a hundred times on the internet by haters like me, but a prequel. And another Star Wars movie that blows up the Death Star. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, whatever. All right. No, I, I mean, it'll probably be fine. Yeah, the, the tra- it's another one where it feels like a teaser. Like, I like you don't really get a, a 
much of an idea, but I like I like the director quite a bit. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Yep, and Gareth Edwards yep. of Godzilla fame. Mm-hmm. Yep, I like him quite a bit. I've liked both of his movies before this. I see no reason to think I won't like this. Yep. Um, and th- I'm very excited to see what a Star Wars movie is without a Skywalker in it. Like, maybe, hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Uh, um, Nick Nick put a frame of Ben Mendelsohn. In the group text, and my God, is it beautiful! <laughs> he looks majestic. It's, uh, it's yeah. so awesome. Yeah, he does look majestic. That one frame makes me like, okay, yep, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, it's got a great cast. Uh, yeah, Mads Mikkelsen, the mm-hmm. reason I love King Arthur so much. <laughs> one, of, one of the big reasons. Um, who else is it? There's, there's a uh, Force Whitaker looks cool. Lucy Jones, Lucy Jones, yeah. yep. Yeah, no, it's it. I'm excited for it. Yeah, it's great. Except they made a girl the hero again. Yeah, I heard this some of is that. so stupid. I heard some of that online. I was like, well, I don't why know. can't men be the hero? <laughs> that never happens. I don't think I heard that specifically, but <laughs> I did hear a lot of people bitching about like, like, do we need another female Star Wars hero? Like, I'm like, like we who? haven't had that many. Like, yeah, like, what do you? Who cares? Oh, because because oh, of Daisy or because of Ray. Yeah. yeah. I whatever. It doesn't matter. Keep complaining. It's fine. Give me a hero. I don't care if they're a man or a woman or both or neither. Also, this is like an ensemble. Like I don't. I don't think she's the only character in the movie. Neither was Ray. So why are we being so? It's very strange. I don't. I don't get it. Quit quit bitching. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like there's not enough cool male characters in the Star Wars universe. Like Uh, no. Need more. I thought she she looked really cool. I thought Ray was my favorite part of the last one. Mm-hmm. She was really cool. Yeah. So, settle down. She's a Mary Sue, Tim. I, <laughs> I can't. I can't. No more thing pieces for me. <laughs> Throw it in the towel. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's <laughs> it for our trailer ticker this week. Um, hopefully you, you guys enjoyed that. Hopefully you're more excited for these tra- these movies than we apparently. <laughs> yeah, have. write in and let us know what you think yeah. about these trailers and and why why Willie and and Tim should be more excited for these movies. Yeah, than and they tell are. us the trailers we we maybe didn't talk about. That we we kind of yeah, we kind of flip flopped excitement though. Oh, I thought we had a nice balance. Yeah, like I, you were more excited for some. I was not excited for a couple. Yeah, um, seems right. Yeah, so. Yeah. I mean, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, There's a reason why we're sad today on the podcast. Yeah. Yes, there is. Um, so this past Thursday on April 21st, uh, Prince was was found in his home uh, unresponsive. And um, later on, it was announced that he had died. And... Um, I think we can all agree that that sucks. Yes. That's... Yes. Like, it's been a bad year in general. Like, awesome people dropping left and right. But this is even bigger than anybody that's been... That's happened this year. Like, this is... It's Prince. Like... Yeah, no, I... uh this one has a weirdly special place. He has a weirdly he's a special place in the hearts of this podcast, I believe. Yeah, absolutely, both collectively and individually. Yeah. Um, 
and uh, this podcast was not founded on on, on Prince, but but uh, but, but it's, uh, one could say that it is our our collective love of Prince that might have united us in the first place. Well, uh, yeah, you, never, I, not, you can't we can't deny or confirm that we reviewed Purple Rain we on did. this show, and you should go back and listen to it. It was a lot of fun. It was a retro review. Yep, yeah, way back early on when we were what still episode in was that? I'll digits. take a look. Okay. Um, and we were initially going to the theater to see another movie that was out that week. Do you remember what it was? I do not remember what it was. I'll take a uh, look. The Great Gatsby. Yeah. And, <laughs> damn, where did I pull that from? <laughs> and we got to the theater, and for one reason or another, we decided not to not to see it. I think, I think the showing um, we were going to was sold out. Something, yeah, and we would have had to wait like another hour and a half. And, and we like somehow, do and I don't, you know, I think it's best that we don't ever know who suggested it. But somebody who was with us suggested, why don't we just watch Purple Rain? No, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. I know, actually. I said, Black Rain. Let's, let's do Black Rain because I kept harassing you. And you go, how about we do Purple Rain? And I was like, and you were like joking. Like it was, and I was like, yeah, let's do Purple Rain. And then I was like, all right, we'll go to Barnes & Noble. So and we drove down have, the block. If they have a copy of, of Purple Rain on Blu-ray, it had to be on Blu-ray because I wasn't going to tolerate DVD. No. And you had I'm never a, seen it. Because I'm a jackass. I had never seen it. But they had a copy of Purple Rain. On Blu-ray. Yeah. Which you paid way too much for, but it was worth it. Uh, I didn't pay enough for it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, and we went back to my house and we watched it. And three of the four of us was the first time seeing the movie. Uh, because Nikki uh, was with us and our friend Alexa was with us. Yeah. And all three of you, I just watched you melt. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just watched you melt. There's, there's actually, I think there's a vine that we did okay. uh, during the viewing of Purple Rain. Where Nikki had a uh, had a, a lighter uh, during during the, <laughs> the, the grand finale title track, and then so it was episode twenty seven. Okay, uh, all the way back in the first year of our podcast. Um, but that was that was a special a special moment, and 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 then our second I think special moment as a group involving Prince was also a Purple Rain. <laughs> we went and saw a uh, screening of Purple Rain at our local uh, art theater mm-hmm. where they do uh, midnight, midnight movies. movies. Um, they show older movies, and that was a one a once in a lifetime experience right there. That was something else. Yeah, I yeah. don't. Uh, yeah, it was. We don't have to discuss how amazing it was. I'm sorry, but you had to be there. Yeah. There Let's is. just say the crowd was very much behind uh, some of the people in our group. Yes. Some of the people at this table. Yes. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, that was really that was really cool. So, no, we've had a couple of really wonderful prints. There's a picture of us in the lobby yep. going to that movie yep. uh, on our Instagram. Wonderful prints moments. And then I think we all... Well, I, I want to ask you guys. So, Alex, you... I'm sure new Prince music before you saw Purple Rain, but yeah. So I mean, my my mom has always loved Prince, and uh, by that effect, I had been exposed to Prince on some level. Uh, but but it wasn't necessarily like I wasn't a huge fan. But my mom was like, "Oh, I would love to go to Prince. Your father would never go." And then John and I would always be like, "We would totally go see Prince because that'd be awesome." I can tell you the moment where my Prince love started to actually blossom. Uh, it was probably earlier in that year, so that was May. 2013? Yeah, that was May 15th, 2013 was when that episode came out. Earlier that year, actually April, it was probably a month right before that, uh, I had gone on a trip for work, and I was driving the car with a few of my coworkers, and I had gone and dropped them all off at the end of the day. We had gone, It was like a longer distance thing. We went to Ohio or something like that. But when I had dropped them both off, Raspberry Beret came on the radio. And as you both probably know, Raspberry Beret is my favorite Prince song. Yes. 
And that's when I like listened to it and I was like, man, this is really good. I got to get into more Prince. Yeah. So I, I downloaded a Prince Greatest Hits album, listened to it. This is fantastic. And then the next month I was like, let's watch Purple Rain. And then we did. And that just cemented how awesome Prince was to me in particular. Um, but I can pinpoint it back to that one particular. Like that was the the kind of the moment that Prince took root in my brain and would never leave again. But uh, Tim, Tim, your what your about you? your oh, Prince my, love, my Prince is Okay, um, probably high school and a little bit of college. I was mostly just I like I I liked Prince and I had like the greatest hits on my iPod. Like I had a smattering of prints on like my iPod and stuff. Yeah. And then I was, I think around, I don't know, 23, 24, I moved back in with my parents for a year after school. And I watched, um, sign of the times, the concert movie from 1987 on TV. And he does a, he does a song on there and it's on the album too, called, um, I could never take the place of your man. Mm-hmm. And it, which I, is your favorite? Prince I song. love that song. I think I think it's so good, and the performance on that. I think it was. I think it was when I turned it on. I mean, he may have done like Housequake or something before it, but um, I remember that was the one that I went whoa because he does that. He does that incredible um through the legs with the microphone move, into the splits move. <laughs> yeah, and like I remember like that. Like I went whoa. <laughs> like that took my breath. How did that little man do that? Um, <laughs> it was just. It, and the song is, it's such a perfect pop song to me. And, and it's one of the few Prince songs where he doesn't have sex with the woman. No, no. In which fact, is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> and it's all about, He yeah. abstains from the sex. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about tr- saying, like, I will have sex with you. Yeah, but it's but not what that, you need or want. That's it. Like, yeah, yeah nothing more than that. Um, and so that was the year um, I was working at like a golf course and stuff. And so I started to delve into like every Prince album and yeah. it got to about 1995. Like I think like, um, okay, what's that one? It's like the, um, the gold experience, I think is what it is. And I think that's the one in 95. That's the one with like um, most beautiful girl in the world on it. And like, that's the last one where I think I, that's my brain. Everything of. after that. I have listened to it as like a one-off and some of his, some of his later stuff is actually decent. It's good. Um, some of his, uh, like nineties and two thousand boy, <laughs> but we're not here to talk about that. <laughs> that run, um, I think starting with dirty mind and I will go up to probably the Batman soundtrack is one of the most amazing runs of a, uh, of an artist anywhere. I mean, there are, I mean, he releases four or five from um, Dirty Mind, Controversy, um, 1999, Purple Rain, and then... Around the World in a Day? Around the World in a Day, and then um, then this Parade. movie we're about to talk about, yeah. Parade, and then uh, Sign of the Times. Those, I mean, that run is just, there are like three or four like perfect albums in there. I, I really think so. And so Sign of the Times is my favorite, but... It's just it was this weird discovery of like this pop star who was singing about all sorts of like everything that came into his head, and it was also this uh, it was like a sense of discovery of like you can you can listen to something and like not like agree with whatever they're saying, but still like just respect the fact that he's saying it. And you can also an artist. This has kind of come up on the podcast recently when we talk about Star Wars, but 
I was I didn't like a lot of the stuff he did later on in his career. Like I didn't listen to it, but I respected the fact that he did it because he was just doing his own thing. Mm-hmm. And that was the thing is Prince never lost his own way. Like he was always like I'm going to do what I want to do. And he was so good at mixing it with the pop like the pop sensibility and still making it accessible to a lot of people, especially in those 80s albums. Um but he's just like I'm going to do I'm going to do it my own way and either you like it or you don't, but I'm going to do it. So and I think that's lost. An artist's job isn't to make everybody happy. It's to be an artist. And mm-hmm. he got that. And um, that was, I mean, it, that whole time, it, like, it was a very important summer for me, if yeah. I recall. So it was really cool. So that was kind of where my Prince love came from. All right. Willie, what about you? Um, well, my, my parents are big 80s music people. And I think, like, most of us, <laughs> the stuff we tend to reject when we're youths that our parents love, we wind up loving later on. Yeah. Maybe harder than they do sometimes, some occasions. Yep. So, no, my first exposure to uh, Prince really was Purple Rain, the movie. We had a um, kind of a shitty VHS copy taped off of HBO. And uh, I remember at some point, you know, being home and eventually you run out of the, the videos that they've taped off of, off of TV. So you start putting in movies you never heard of and... Mm-hmm. I think that one was like, God, what was it? It was, um, it was three. All of them were, there was always three movies on the tape. Yeah. Like six hours. That's what you had on that tape. <laughs> and it was, um, it was Purple Rain, The Man with One Red Shoe, and, oh, God. I think Masters of the Universe was the other one on there. Yeah, I think I remember you saying that. Yeah. It was an interesting beast of a, of a, of a VHS, <laughs> of a, of a mixtape. Um, but no, and I, I, I liked the movie. I remember thinking the movie was really funny and I remember thinking Apollonia was super hot. So that was pretty cool for me when I was a kid. But no, um, I, then I think just as I got older, I started to appreciate his music more and found myself, uh, you know, I like, I bought the, the CD at some point and listened to it. And I think even, you know, in high school I was listening to him, but I think it was more like a closeted, like, eh, I'm not going to let everybody know I'm listening to Prince, you know, just in case. Did your dad like Prince? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Big fan. Um, yeah, he has a couple of really old like Prince vinyls and stuff that I'm sure you'd. I went and pre-ordered, or I went and bought all of them off of Amazon. Nice the other day. You, so. must, you must got in early because they are well. Now. They're they're all sold out, <laughs> yeah. so I don't know if I'm ever going to get them. But <laughs> yeah. my order's in there. Uh, oh, gotcha. Graffiti Bridge on DVD is sold out of Amazon right now, yeah. so that should tell you. But anyway, um, <laughs> speaking of which, I, I think I bought you a copy once. Can I borrow it? Sure. Okay. Sweet. Yeah. There's this great headline too that like says, I mean. It's just in an age now where, like, he got people to buy music again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Instead of, like, albums. Which is all he ever wanted, <laughs> right? really, because he hated the internet. I'm all, like, and I got really close today. Apparently, the only streaming service that actually has, I, I don't know if it's got his entire catalog, but it's supposed to have a lot of it, is Title. Title. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I was going to sign up for the free trial just so I could listen through things today, but I, I, haven't, I haven't broken yet. So, right. we'll see, but... But yeah, no. Um, he, he apparently his album sales went up like a, a four, like something like twenty four thousand <laughs> percent in the stretch of a day, <laughs> which is insane. I think Purple Rain and I think the very best of Prince. Mm-hmm. I think those two were in the top ten albums sold last week. That's so awesome. they were number one and number two. Yeah. yeah. So that's crazy, <clears throat> but. Yeah, I, I do want to say the uh, as sad as it is to lose Prince, if there's any um, 
if you, if you want to look at the the positive, you know, what's going to come of it, I think that obviously the, the resurgence in popularity of his music, I think a lot of young people that maybe aren't familiar with his music will be able to learn, hear it and, and get yeah. into it. Um, I know he has an absurd back catalog of music that's never been released. I'm sure some of that stuff will see the light of day now, which could be very, very cool to hear some, some of the stuff he recorded back during those days that we never, maybe we haven't had a chance to hear. Yeah, um, it's kind of crazy because apparently we just got news today that uh, his sister filed the papers that stated that there was no will. Yeah. So there might not even necessarily be explicit instructions as to what to do with that music. Yeah, that, I was kind of wondering where, how that was going to go. So yeah. it's, I, you know, I, I think even because I, I was watching under Minnesota state law, it goes to like the siblings or like the surviving. I think siblings. that's yeah. She's his only surviving. His like, only full full like, blood. But um, he's got seven other siblings. Yeah, like half, like half siblings, half brothers and sisters. So, but I would assume she, because she was a musician too, is what yeah. I saw today too. So, um, I would assume she would probably take control. Of it. I don't know. I don't know. She kind of seems to be the one they focus on i heard they also want to turn paisley park into a museum uh I, it's funny that you mentioned that i was i was talking at work i talked to people from a lot of different places and i talked to uh, somebody from minnesota and as i had him on hold i asked him i was like so what, how are things going over there i mean i heard that you guys are you guys are kind of partying it up he goes oh man and i went to you know i went to first avenue and he's like and I, <laughs> you know and he's like i went to paisley park and i was dancing with everybody i was like this is awesome and like he was there you know and he goes he goes yeah uh you know one of the guys security guys at paisley park you know, he was like talking to people that were there and stuff. Because at this point, they're like, whatever. It's you know, we're not going to let him in the gates to flock around, right. but yeah. like, we're not going to kick him off the away from the fence. And I guess he was saying that it sounds like they want to they want to mimic Graceland basically and yeah. do a, do a Prince version of Graceland, so you can come in and like pay to like take a tour of you know, which she, she could Lee, be very neat. Shelly yeah. even like gave a quote in one of the stories that I that I was reading, saying that Prince was actually working to get a lot more of his memorabilia collected. To do that kind of thing, including like one of her drum kits, and um, I think it's going to happen. His motorcycles, yeah. so I, you know, and I would totally go do that. Oh, I mean, absolutely. I think it's, I just, I think it's so cool how local he was and how yeah. big he. Like, I mean, he's so associated with that state, and it's Minnesota. I mean, it's not, it's not Hollywood or no. or New York or even, it's not even yeah. Detroit. Exactly. I mean, it's Minnesota. You don't. And around that time, there's a big music boom, and I'm sure there's a big music scene still. But I, they were talking about. Um, the current, which is the radio station there in uh, Minneapolis, he would give he would always release his songs on that. It's a public radio station. He releases songs there first, and they did like a twenty six hour marathon of it, and they were going A to Z through his entire catalog. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> and I just thought it was so cool um, just to see that because you don't really get that anymore outside of I guess I guess there are a couple of Detroit artists in like Springsteen in New Jersey, but other than that, yeah, Elvis, Nashville. Or I'm not Nashville. Um, Graceland. Graceland, yeah. I mean, how many? Uh, I mean, the guy was born and born and died in in his home state. Like, yeah. how often do people become as famous? Well, there's not many people that could become as famous as Prince to begin with. Yeah. But how <laughs> often does somebody become even even a margin, uh, you know, just marginally that famous and wind up and remain a ending of that the same community. place, like ending his life the same place that he you know began? I mean, that doesn't happen very often. So that right. should tell you right there. I think that he. He uh, it was home was very important to him, which I think yeah. is cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we're not talking about Purple Rain today because no, we reviewed not. that movie. I mean, we we can talk about Prince in total as much as we want. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if you guys had any great stories that you heard, but I know there's a ton of them kind of floating around. Um, Jimmy Fallon told a good one on the show last night about playing ping pong with Prince. That was just. <laughs> 
fantastic. And he's he. I'll I'll say at one point he explains that he showed up to the, the ping pong club in New York to go and play, and there's like a VIP section that has curtains around it or something. And he opens up the curtains and walks in, and Prince is standing there with the paddle in his hands, and he says, "You ready to do this?" And it's just <laughs> like, oh god, there's not much more of a Prince moment than that kind of thing right there. And uh, the other one that I that that I think hit the top of Reddit the next day was the fact that. Uh, as a professional courtesy, Weird Al would always contact the artists of songs that he wanted to parody, which is not something you have to do under parody law, but it was something that he liked to do because he wanted to have their blessing. And um, he said that he had contacted Prince multiple times to do different sh- to, to do different songs, and Prince always said no. But apparently, they both ended up in like the same row at the Grammys one year, <laughs> and before the show, uh, Weird Al received a telegram from Prince's people. A telegram. This was in like the 80s, mind you. He received a telegram that said, uh, Prince requests that you do not make eye contact with him through <laughs> the duration of the show. <laughs> what? <laughs> Which is just like, number one, it's a tele- who can send a telegram in the 90s in the first place? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know where he got, I don't know, but... And then on Did he send a horse and rider to go? He, I, don't, I don't know. He sent a raven over to Weird Al's people, but... No, here's what's amazing, and I texted Alice because, but all like the David Bowie stories after he died were really sweet and touching yeah. and nice, and like that's so awesome. Like mm-hmm. it's perfect for yeah. who David Bowie was, mm-hmm. and all of the Prince stories are as bizarre as you would hope. <laughs> like they're so like I wouldn't want it any other way. Yeah, <laughs> um, no, the mystique needs to live on. What know? was the one I liked? It was um, oh shoot, I'm forgetting the rapper's name right now. Talib Kali. Uh, and um, he told a story about how he partied with a prince one night in Minnesota. Uh, I think he did a show in Minnesota. And he basically kicked all of the men out that were in his group. <laughs> and he and Talib, they, they hung out together. He kicked all the men out and just kept all the women there around. And he proceeded to sit in front of them and read from the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> That's so beautiful. <laughs> like, there's nobody else that would get away and do these kinds of things. <laughs> no. And that's so fast. Like, cause Prince was like a, he, he was like a deeply, deeply spiritual and religious guy. Yeah. And when it's so, I, I was thinking about this and it like, and a lot of artists, when that stuff starts to seep in, I kind of go, Ugh. Mm-hmm. and I don't know if maybe it's cause he balanced that out with so many songs about sex <laughs> and like being an actual human being that, it kind of took away that sour taste I can get sometimes. I mean, it's it's so interesting because I mean there are songs of him that are of his that are just flat out religious anthems. Yeah. I mean they really are, but it I don't know when, with him it doesn't come across that way. And maybe it's because it's so it, it always seems so earnest too. It always seems so like straight like you believed him yeah. when he said that. It, and but not only that, but he seemed to still have respect for he still respected other people. Yeah. He's like, this is the way I live. Right. It's not how I request that you live. Right. Like it that and that's not something like it feels like other people with those kinds of, that end up taking those kinds of like religious turns end up being the real preachers in the matter. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously he read the Bible to a bunch of women, but it, <laughs> it, but but it's not like he was like, you know, but even that's such a charmingly weird thing to do, yeah. <laughs> because and it's because he he's such a sexual artist too that like when he does stuff like that, you're like, oh, that's, <laughs> yeah, what? Like, what? what? <laughs> what? 
And then there was a, uh, I just real quick, there was another, someone wrote an article, it's actually a college football blog. Um, <laughs> Every day should be Saturday, but in the off season, he basically just writes whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. Um, but he wrote an article about how like Prince was like the sex ed teacher to him growing up <laughs> and to pretty much the entire, anybody who was like in there. In like their preteens and everything, time, you would yeah. listen to you would listen to Prince. But there's a quote here, and I think it's kind of perfect. He goes, um, "A friend and I were talking about Prince yesterday. She said, I think he taught me how to be gay.' And I wrote back, "That's weird because I think he taught me how to be straight.' <laughs> 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 I don't know if anything has ever summed up him better. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, I I will say there was I saw on Facebook today um, through like the Fuse the music channel." They had interviewed Twin Shadow or talked to Twin Shadow briefly about his love of Prince. And he basically, he had this really good article or like these these good statements talking about how Prince was just somebody who was always towing the line between like gender and sexuality and all of that kind of stuff. And there's nobody else that can do it as earnestly as he did. Mm -hmm. So no, he's a melting pot of a human being. I yeah. mean, both literally and and just yeah. And, and he, he, told, I mean, he told the line of like being black or white. Too. Well, that's the thing like, is it's it's so crazy because you know we were lucky enough to to go see him to see him live at one yeah. point. And like, if you looked around you in the crowd, there was like every walk of life, every race, uh, equal. You know, gender wise, there were men, women, young, old. It was like. It was so even, weird. Even, like the, like, even when you were like, oh, I'm going to see Prince, there were people that were like, that you would never expect being like, oh my God, I wish I could go to see Yeah, like, I mean, like, you know, like, like I expected like my mom and her friends to be like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, you know, because that was kind of that era that they, yeah. you know, but then like, so you get them all freaking out and then it's like, I, I'd tell people at work and they'd be freaking out and then I'd tell people uh you know in like the hemophilia group you know mm-hmm. and stuff and, and they'd be freaking out and it was just like like oh he really is he's he's universally appealing yeah like it's so weird it but it's it's very cool because i don't think there really are not many, many people like that yeah i think maybe michael jackson was close to that too yeah. um but i even argue that maybe he didn't quite hit that level to where he could you know i don't know it's tough with <laughs> Well, MJ had a bit of a scandal MJ later because, on. Because, yeah, it, his later life got so, so bizarre. And yeah. So yeah. kind of kind of nasty. Thank God that it yeah. didn't happen with Prince. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. So. All right. Well, we are a film podcast, we so are. I guess we should talk about film. Uh, this week we decided to watch Under the Cherry Moon, uh, which is Prince's second starring film, but his first, uh, first his directorial debut. Uh, there isn't really an IMDb synopsis, only a full summary. <laughs> it says two friends from Miami are in the Mediterranean. And, uh, <laughs> it's terribly written, so I'm not going to read it. <laughs> Basically, that's, that's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. Uh, but yeah, anyway, we can talk about this movie. It's apparently up on Amazon Prime. You can rent it for th- or Amazon Video. You can rent it for three ninety or two ninety nine if you haven't seen the movie before. One ninety nine standard. Oh, uh, one ninety nine standard. So, swatch it standard. So, <laughs> so uh, you can wait till after our review to hear whether or not you should do this. But uh, Tim, what do you think of Under the Cherry Moon? I um, let's be positive. Um, <laughs> I've never really liked this movie, um, but it is 
to be positive, it's one of those things that um, <laughs> I feel like. I'm sorry. I feel like as you talk through this, you're gonna be like being positive. <laughs> being positive. <laughs> I don't want to just just trash the man's work. And, like reminding yourself, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I said to Willie beforehand. I was like, it's not like we have to eviscerate this movie. <laughs> But I think there are probably things that all of us enjoy about it. Exactly. So we'll we'll focus on that because yeah. this is this sums up in a way it kind of sums up why I love Prince and why I think Prince is such a great artist because this is this is his movie following Purple Rain. Yeah. And he decided, oh god, did Around the World come in a day come out in between these two? Yes. It did. Yep. So his follow-up album I have grown to actually love that album, but it's this really kind of like mid-tempo poppy um it got I mean, kind of panned after Purple Rain. It did. It did. Because it, it's such a Which, departure. It's not Purple Rain. No, so of course. No, and he didn't want it to be. Mm-hmm. And it, with this movie, he just you can tell like every choice he makes is like, I don't want this to be anything like Purple Rain. I mean, he's cutting off music in the middle of it. He's filming it in black and white. Yeah. He's making some weird, goofy sex comedy. Um He's trying to be suave in the way that Prince tries to be, like exactly in, in, a, in a way that he wasn't in Purple Rain, you know. I, and I recently watched Purple Rain, and it was the first time in a while that I've sat down and kind of. I've mostly watched it as an experience lately, mm-hmm. uh, but it's the first time I kind of sat down and watched it as a movie, and it works for me as a movie because um, he's got he's he's a really flawed character throughout most of it, and then in the end, it's not a huge leap, but I mean he. He decides, spoilers for Purple Rain, but he decides he's going to listen to his fellow bandmates' advice and support his girlfriend a little. And yeah. it's, it's, he a, decides that he doesn't have to be his father. Basically. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And he can be somebody else. And he can, he can collaborate with other people. Um, so that's nice. And this one is like, if it's like he watched Purple Rain, is like, I'm taking away all of those character flaws. <laughs> I'm just going to be this suave, hilarious little man. Christopher that, Tracy. Christopher Tracy, <clears throat> which is a um, little trivia, a pseudonym that he wrote. Uh, he wrote uh, Manic Monday. As Christopher Tracy. As Christopher Tracy. Um, so it's not, it's, it's kind of fun um, in some ways. I think it's, it's funny to watch. It's just, it's that real. <laughs> um, I I get kind of bored during the second half of it because I just kind of get beaten down. I prefer I prefer Graffiti Bridge, um, which is his next movie because it's it's completely insane and it has Morris Day. So <laughs> Morris Day's missing. In two pluses. Too. Yeah, uh, he, I miss Morris Day's. Although present. it's kind of great to have a lot more Jerome. <laughs> Jerome's, Jerome's actually a character. He's not just a mirror holding right hand <laughs> man. You know. <laughs> Um, so not my favorite thing, but it, it sums up why I really love him because he did it. Like he, he just did this. And, um, I mean, it's, it's a wide release. Warner brothers lost a ton of money on this <laughs> and you, he had final cut over this movie. Warner <laughs> brothers gave him final cut over. Oh, oh boy. That's Can you imagine trying to negotiate with Prince though? Right, exactly. Like, you can't. Hey, Prince, we need to have an editor in the room with he, you. He floats in the room no. and then is just like, final cut or nothing. And then he floats away. Like, you can't respond to that with anything other it's, than, all right. Especially down at that time. Um, yeah. Because he was selling everything. Yep. Um, and Purple, it makes me... Purple Rain made like $70 million in 1984 dollars, which is yeah. nuts at the time. And it, was, and it makes me kind of bummed. This and the other movie I was thinking about, too, were, were Batman. And you're never going to see, maybe you will someday, but you'll never see big studio releases. I think it kind of is weird 
as these kind of like these movies are. You're never going to see an artist like Prince get complete control over that. And with Batman, I mean, I don't think people sometimes I think people sometimes forget how strange Batman is as a film <laughs> because at the time it was Tim Burton who was I mean, out there a little, and mm-hmm. then you give you give the soundtrack to Prince of all people for a Batman movie, and then you cast Michael Keaton, <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, you're never gonna see that again. And in some ways, it's it's way better, but in some ways, I kind of miss that. I mean, even that kind of stuff is like relegated to indie movie, like independent releases exactly. at this point. And yeah, it's just. I mean, I some of these blockbusters, and they're in a lot of ways they're better, but in a lot of ways they're so sterile. I think um, I love the Marvel movies, but they know they know what they're good at. Yeah. And they stick to that now. Uh, I was watching the first Spider-Man the other day and you can see Raimi's fingerprints all over. Mm-hmm. I, I just and I see it in some places in Marvel. So I don't want to I don't want to be like one of those people who says the filmmakers don't do anything because they do. But it's just it's different. Mm-hmm. And it, it there's a I don't know, kind of a Wild West aspect to movies like that and movies like this that I kind of love. So, yeah. All right, Willie, what'd you think of Under the Cherry Moon? I mean, but look, by traditional standards, this is not a great movie, but that's okay because there's a lot of things to to like and to laugh at and to laugh with. Um, this is a movie. <laughs> this is a movie <laughs> about, from what I can gather, about uh, Princess Christopher Tracy and um, his uh, homosexual life partner, uh, Jerome Benton, <laughs> and how they con, um, you know, uh, rich women out of, out of money. And, and I'm like, okay, all right, cool, you know. And, um, and it's really about how Prince finds that he, he falls in love uh, with a person he least expects. It's a, a woman. And... and <laughs> Surprise. And, yeah, and Jerome is as shocked as anybody. And you know, I like that. I like the the love triangle um, going on here. <laughs> no, uh, don't they? They don't take a bath together. Not the together. Prince is, no, no, no. Is in the bath yeah. while Jerome is in the room. They're, they're chatting. Yeah, and um, yeah. Th- th- there's some stuff going on there. I think there's interesting stuff going on with that. Honestly, I do. I think there's. I don't even know if it's like. I, I don't even know if it's subtext. Is it? I don't think it, it is. is. Like no. they're 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 a gay couple, right? I mean, that's, they're at least a couple. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I think it can be seen that way for sure. Okay. So, I think it can also be seen as the like gay relationship between them is very often played up for laughs in this movie, right? Yeah, which I feel like is very ahead of the eighties. Well, it's it's very it's very Prince, you know. Yeah. Hey, once again, he's skirting the line. You know, it's like he, he likes to toy with the audience, yeah. like. Look at what I'm doing with Jerome, palling around in the, <laughs> palling around in our villa. But then, like the next second, where you know I'm trying to, the, the to mo- woo you know Kristen Scott Thomas. So it's it's interesting. You the know? moment after the after the bath where he catches where Jerome catches Prince, yeah. I was like, wow, this is what a romance. <laughs> it was it was a beautiful romance. Um, but, and and there are some funny jokes. You know, some of the bits here and there, some of the the goofy like. Uh, comedy bits of like the there's a moment when Prince uh, Prince's character you know goes in the wrong uh, bedroom and thinks he's wooing one woman and is in fact trying to sleep with her mother so mm-hmm. that's really stuff like that's really funny yeah um the, the I think the problems here are that it the, the 
the use of the music it's it's underwhelming i didn't need it to be a big musical like purple rain is but i would have liked a few song and dance numbers would have been nice to mix it up because actually there's one in here where he kind of does a little bit of dancing on the piano yeah in the club and i was like here we go now isn't we're it, going isn't it kiss or is it girls and boys i think it's girls, girls and boys, and boys. Yeah, just, yeah 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 kiss pops up randomly kind of towards the end that's of, right yeah. Yep. yeah um but by then i was like oh my god kiss is on and then it was gone i'm like god damn it like um, i was unaware that kiss was from this movie uh-huh. i didn't i thought i I don't know what I thought. I always thought Kiss was earlier, but I yeah. yeah. But anyway, so um also one of my favorites, but there's there's fun to be had here. And I think I think if anything, the thing to take away from this is to um really marvel at the fact that Prince was this powerful yeah. <laughs> at, at a point and really was still powerful, but was so powerful to the point that he could have final cut on a movie. Yeah. That and he'd never directed final anything. Cut on, a, on like a huge his, studio his, release. On a huge studio release that was his debut yeah. as a director. Um, how he could boot the act, like the director out of the movie and then say, I'm going to direct it. Like Mary Lambert, um, who's a very talented director, was directing this movie and he said, I don't want that. And so she, and she was gone. Yeah. Like that was it. And uh, you know, apparently there's rules of the Directors Guild where that cannot happen. Like they, an actor cannot boot, uh, you know, but they were, there was some sort of, I think they were in a different country filming and somehow it worked out differently for him. Anyway. but it was, he, like, it was, it was Prince. It's impressive. <laughs> it's impressive stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. And well, Prince was kind of notorious too for scoring with directors because directors like to do a lot of takes. Mm-hmm. And Prince, even on his albums, did not like Prince mm-hmm. like to do like one, two, and then move on. And that's probably an issue with this movie too. <laughs> yeah. Prince as a director was probably, that's good enough. Let's move on. <laughs> it's it very much like it, I would be fascinated to see the behind the scenes making of this movie. Because I can't, I mean, I assume it's people waiting on set for hours for Prince to show up, and then he shows up and does the scene once and then walks away. <laughs> like, it It sounds like, the, I'm, I'm just guessing as to what the, what it was. Maybe not, but... Kristen Scott Thomas has a couple interesting things to say about it. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, m- mainly she had kind of a, a subtle jab at it when she said something about how um, her... Yeah, it's something about something about how you know, like at some point in your career, you got to choose between not working at all or, or just taking what you can. And <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. here, because it's on. Yeah, she goes. Kristen Scott Thomas has been disdainful of the film. In an interview in 2005, she said that when I left drama school, I was more afraid of not working at all than of actual material I was being offered. And if you look at my first film, which is this one, you'll understand exactly what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of funny. The funny thing, I think she does a great job with the role. I like, think she I think does. Yeah. She's she's definitely the strongest actor in the bunch, um, but they're not given much to work with. There's no chemistry there. Uh, yeah, that let, too. Let, let it be known. There, there's no, there's no. Yeah, yeah. With because you buy Prince and Apollonia together. Yeah. Yes. And I don't know what it is, but I think Chris and Scott Thomas when they're together, she they they both feel very uncomfortable around each other. Yeah. It looks like so. Yeah, which might add to the. Prince Jerome stuff, so... Well, and I think on top of that, it kind of adds to the idea of, like, the classism that's kind of going on in the movie, too. Like, that... I feel like it's almost legitimate because of that fact, but I don't know. This is like Prince's Downton Abbey, is what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. I do think there is some interesting stuff there. Yeah. I don't think it's ever really explored. No. But I think it's... I mean, it's there. I think he... I think Prince meant it, but I don't think he necessarily hashed it out. Yeah. Willie, Willie, do you have any other general thoughts? No, I won't say what the ending is, um, but the ending's very funny to me. 
<laughs> when it when when the when the events started taking place that were leading to the climax of 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 the action, I went, "Is this going to happen right now?" And it happened. I went, oh, okay, <laughs> all right, cool. Uh, yeah, I think this movie is a lot of fun when it's a lot of fun, and at other times, I think it's kind of pretty boring. But I think if you're a fan of Prince, you're gonna find something to love about it. Um. It's, I don't even know how much more there is to say about it. It's, how do, how do you guys feel about Parade as an album itself? It's not my favorite. Yeah. Um, but there's some good stuff on it. At yeah. least, I mean, at least some stuff I would have liked to have seen in the movie. Yeah. Um, I, I, Girls and Boys, I think is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kiss as well. And there's a couple. I mean, the main, uh, the Christopher Chase's Parade is good. Even Under the Cherry Moon, did they even put that? In the movie? I don't think so. Okay. Dun, 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 dun. It might have been in... What, what plays over the credits? That is Mountains. Ma- yeah, mountains, mountains. Mountains is good, too. The Mountains music video is the credits of this movie, I think. Yeah. But... um, not my, It's not my favorite. There are a couple really crappy ballads on it. And... Midwest Film Nerds trivia. Uh, if I was ever going to do a strip tease, it would be to kiss. <laughs> I decided that a long time ago, and it remains the truth. Seems seems like a good, good call. Yeah. Willie, have you listened to parades other than what you've like heard in this movie? No, no, I yeah. haven't. No, I'm no, I'm fully willing to admit I'm I'm very much a the hits of Prince fan. I yeah. don't know all the deep cuts, and I yeah. feel like most of these I know Kiss, and I know uh, girl, Girls and Boys. Is it, yeah. is it Boys and Girls or Girls and Boys? Girls and Boys. Okay, okay, thank you. Um, <laughs> I know that one, but yeah, I don't know many of the songs. I mean, what I heard here, the brief bits you hear, I was like, oh, I like that, and then it was gone. I'm like, oh, yeah. damn it, you know, like that was the thing. Was I wish they had lingered a little bit more in the music, so I could have gotten more of a a vibe of the album. But yeah. from what I heard, I enjoyed it. So yeah, this this movie feels like like a student film. It feels like somebody gave Prince a camera and and he just wanted to shoot a bunch of him and Jerome. Just palling around, palling around, and and I think I think the thing is the movie does have a logical sequence to it, so I think whoever kind of like edited it, um, I will, I want to jump in real quick because it was um the cinematographer, and I think it's a good looking movie. Yeah, uh, the, the black it was it was shot in color. It was shot in color, and the prince goes, color. no, it's going to be black and white. It's going to be black and white. So, <laughs> um, the DP and I uncredited co director is Michael Ballhaus. Okay. Um. And he did, he's done a lot of Scorsese movies okay. and Coppola movies. So he is, I mean, he's got some. So it, clearly there was some, some guidance yeah. there. And, and I think, um, I think that shows. And I think really with any other script and with somebody, somebody good at the helm, I think this movie could have been super, super good and super interesting. I think the concept behind the, the gigolo swindling, like it's it sounds like that's a movie that's been made before and something that like would have some legitimate entertainment and weight to it. But it makes sense for Prince, it, and it totally yeah. makes sense for Prince. Like I think it could have been something really special if he would have been able to step out of the way and be like, "Let's make this movie a little more but, hands off," like he was with Purple Rain, maybe. Yeah, but you know, it's cool. I still think it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, a couple real quick things. Yes, please. Um, his piano at the beginning. Did anybody catch what it said on it, Alex? Did it say Kawhi? It says Kawhi. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It did, yeah. Like, like cute. Cute, <laughs> cute um, I, I looked at that and I was like, I wonder if that's if that's what he meant there. <laughs> <laughs> things I laughed at. 
<laughs> one is this. I think this is legitimately funny, and I think it was meant to be because it has a lot of unintentional. This one has a, more unintentional laughs than intentional mm-hmm. for me. But um, it's when he uh, he goes, "Do the Bella Lugosi," and uh, <laughs> Prince starts quivering his lips like really fast, and it's really funny, <laughs> and it's just really silly. Yeah. Um, there are a lot. Of, he does a lot of strange facial movements in this mm-hmm. movie. There's some great gifts on the internet. Absolutely. Like this, this is a good gift movie. Um, oh, the Russian, um, the Russian, he's, um, the Russian general, he's from, uh, Rocky four, the dad in this Oh, yeah. Rocky four and octopussy, um, the bomb movie. And do you know who was originally scheduled, but he quit the movie too? God, I read this, but I don't, it was, uh, Terrence stamp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Didn't he quit like a couple weeks in? Yeah. He quit like a couple <laughs> weeks in. He couldn't oh, handle Prince either. Um, that's wonderful. There is a really funny seat where they make out. In this movie, yeah, which one? Uh, Prince and Chris in the grotto. Is it in the grotto? <laughs> in the sex cave? <laughs> the grotto. Where she, she's in the grotto. Um, no, it's in front of the car. And Prince, they're making out, and Prince takes her hand and puts it on his own. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's so good. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, um, and then there's this. Oh, I laughed at the part where she she comes down in her birthday suit and just starts playing the drums, yeah. and then it cuts out like two seconds. <laughs> Because it's they decided it's about time to move on. Uh, um, I think that's about it. Uh, oh, the bat! The part where the, the uh, they're at the restaurant and Jerome points the bat and he goes and Prince goes, ah! <laughs> <laughs> I ain't afraid of nothing. Yeah, you afraid of bats? So, Why are they up there? What's going on? I don't it's, know because they they do not leave the restaurant, do they? No, they all run out. The whole <laughs> oh, do they run all out? the patrons run out like panicked. Oh. And like, how, the, what? Why are I, the, just, I, I just I was too busy laughing. It's so weird. <laughs> so weird. All right. Well, under the cherry moon, if you like Prince as much as we do, check it out. You should watch it. I think it's I think it's worth a watch, regardless. Just it is. Can, and it's it's a good time to watch it. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen Purple Rain, you got to see Purple Rain. See that first. But I think I think this is a this is a pretty good deep cut in the Prince filmography. Yeah, Graffiti Bridge is terrible, but also a lot of fun. And if you can find Sign of the Times somewhere on the internet, um, hopefully they'll put out a release of it. Sign yeah. of the Times is awesome. It looks like it was on DVD at some point. Yeah, so it might be out of print. Okay, yeah, there I might can't. there might be something. Send to, it to Tim if please, you can find it. I can. I'm never. I had it on my DVR for a long time. I taped it. I DVR it off of like Stars Black or something. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's amazing. It, he mixes in skits with his live concert. It's so good. So I need to see this. This is my plea. If anybody from whoever owns it, probably Warner Brothers, is listening. Yeah. I'm sure they're. I'm sure they're. Oh, of course. I'm sure, the execs. They heard our Batman versus there's Superman a, take a down. Oh yeah, notes. they're they're keeping they're keeping a close eye on us. Now. <laughs> Feedback at MidwestFilmNerds.com. Share with us your Prince stories and whether or not you love Prince as much as we do. Um, we're at MFN Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, MidwestFilmNerds.com has all previous 175 plus bonus episodes with full show notes, so you can skip over the spoilerary and other things you don't want to hear. Uh, Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com. You can shop on Amazon there, and part of the money you spend will come to us so we can make our show and network even better. And then MidwestGameNerds.com has a support store where you can spend some of your money on some apparel, and uh, that money will help us as well. Uh, Next week, I don't really know what we're going to do either. Um, I'm going to be out of town for a little bit, and, uh, and I don't... I think the release schedule is a little barren, but... We'll try and see if we can figure something out. Um, But yeah, 
Other than that, the week after that, it's Captain America. Civil War. So, mm-hmm. summer's coming up. Right around the corner. Yep. Uh, keep an eye out for the Summer Movie Wager post. It is actually coming, I promise. But don't worry. You still got three three weeks to to make up your ballot. So, uh, keep an eye out for that. But other than that, Christopher Tracy, go watch a movie. <laughs> <laughs> 